Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Thirst. I am Anil Joshua. We have a very special episode for you today. We are going to be sitting down with Bella Wang and my co-host Mark from Big Brother Canada 7 joins the conversation. And we talk about everything post-eviction, predictions, and it's nice to talk about Big Brother again. It's been a moment since we've really sat down and dived into Big Brother on Thirst. So Mark and I are going to be doing that weekly. We might have a guest from Canada. We might have a U.S. guest. We're really just kind of going about it in a roundtable way. So that's super exciting. And then after that, I'm going to chat with the team that just got eliminated from The Amazing Race Canada. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's Megan and Marie. They are the twin sisters from the East Coast too. I mean, if you're not watching The Amazing Race Canada, I will say this, you need to get on board. This is such a great season. But anyway, let's just dive into our roundtable with Bella and Mark. I am joined by Mark from Big Brother Canada 7. Hi, Mark. Hello. How's it going? And we have special guest from Big Brother Canada. Big Brother Canada. It's Big Brother America. Uh, I and I'm special. It You're not. <laughs> I'm like one degree lower than special. But we're working there. You know what? Canada and America, it's all like one big continent. So it's kind of like you're, you're onto something. It's, it's all one. Even though we will break this down, I think the American game is a little bit more ruthless. And the yes. fans are more ruthless. But we're here with Bella Wang. Hi, Bella. Hi. <laughs> so happy to be here. BB Canada, shout out. Right? Um, okay, so let's just kick things off. How is life after the show? It is so weird. Right. It is so weird getting acclimated back to real life. Um, I'm not used to like the non-fluorescent lighting everywhere. <laughs> Don't talk about production. Um, but it, it's nice like being outside in the real world. There's just a lot of stimuli that, you know, you go from seeing the same five walls every single day to now you're seeing everything, driving a car, like I have motion sickness all the time. <laughs> it's just like kind of crazy and not seeing the same like 15 other faces is, is sad too yeah. and I miss a lot of my house guests I miss the experience and also now I have all these responsibilities that I was just putting aside so hey hang on a second you, you drive a car yeah you you were in like this house <laughs> where you weren't driving a car and you're like mind is focused on one thing and now you're like people cars what are we doing okay this I, is LA we're talking about no it's so bad. Like, I have to admit, like, I didn't even have my driver's side mirror popped out. And then I didn't have, like, what's that mirror at the top with the... The rear view mirror? Rear, yeah, my rear, <laughs> my rear view mirror was, like, pointed straight up at the ceiling. So I wasn't using any of my mirrors. I was driving around LA. I'm like, oh, like, wow, like, all these things. That look, uh, it was just a mess. It was an Jeez. absolute mess. Because <laughs> when you leave the, the house, and Bella, you know this for sure, Ella and Neil as well, it, your head is like just kind of looking around at everything, kind of like you just left jail or something. Yeah. And I could just imagine you driving down the road, be like, "There's a person." Yeah. Oh and my it's, goodness. It's not. It's the person is just doing whatever they want. They're not being told by this big brother person what to do. And so, as someone who drives, that's like, just watch out for Bell on the road. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're an ally, watch out. So let's get this out of the way. I know a lot of people listening want to hear about the game and what's been happening in BB21. So let's dial back to really where it went awry is there is a veto one. There's a nomination that has to go up. When did you kind of get wind that it might be you? I feel like, you know, it was Cliff's HOH. I was rooting for him so yeah. hard in Cam Comeback. <laughs> yeah. And when he won his HOH, I was like his number one fan, you know, like Team Cliff. And even from day one, I was like, this man is amazing. Like, yeah. he's such a great person. But I kind of figured out when... 
you know, once we found out all the information that, like, what I now know as the six shooters were kind of talking behind everyone's back, and I realized Nick and I were really big targets. Clearly, Nicole was right from day one. <laughs> I love you, Nicole. Um, but I kind of had a feeling that I was going up, and once I knew I was going up, I was like, you know what, this sucks. Like, I don't have a chance against Jack, and I was depressed. <laughs> so, I got a question for you. Uh, in regards to that, how do you feel about... Uh, Cliff not actually using his, uh, or at least forcing Christy to use her power. Okay, you're going up, but at least Christy, you know what? Let Jackson do the dirty work uh, for him. Because the way I see it was, I feel like the six shooters kind of like put uh, Cliff in a corner and like, listen, we have this power anyway and Bella's going up. Uh, You can join our team. If you try to pull any funny business and uh, nominate Christy, you know, lie to us, or even make Christy use her power, we will all gun for you. So how do you feel about, like, at least Cliff not using his power? Yeah. Or I'm, Christy not using her power? I, I mean, at first I was really upset. Like, if I'm going up anyway, like, let this girl use her power. Yeah. I, in my mind, it was better for his game, too. You know, if I had to go up fine, but at least if her power was gone, then they could proceed into the next few weeks. But one thing that people have to understand is when you're in the game, all you're doing is thinking about your safety from one minute to the next. So if he could get some kind of guarantee that he would be safe for two whole weeks, that's amazing. And, you know, he kind of found some new alliances as I've been watching the feeds now. You know, he is more comfortable with some people within the six shooters that he wasn't prior. Um, So I think for his game, he's still probably made a just decision i don't know if it was the right decision i think me staying in the game and jack leaving would have been much more interesting to watch because we could have seen like that majority flip as i mentioned in my eviction speech (laughs) um but hey like as i mentioned before like he is a man with great integrity and that's all he had in the game and you have to like if you're going to lie you have to wait until the end it's only week four true Cliff was uh, stuck uh, in a corner here, though, because like he didn't really have that six-shooter alliance. And, you know, like you did say, I totally got why he did what he had to do. You know, if he forced Christy to use the power, that's like a bad sign for the six-shooters against Cliff. And they're like, ah, we don't really like Cliff so much, but now he's being guaranteed that power. It's a bit of a give and take. What do you think? But aren't they already coming after him? Like, he seems mm-hmm. like he's at the bottom of the totem pole no matter what, so might as well just go out guns blazing, right? Uh, but, but Bella said... And I do agree with you on this because I know that feeling is like that two weeks of safety. You know, in the house, I'm starting to see this is like, you know, the very like top of the totem pole and the ones that are just kind of influencing others. And, you know, the Jack, Jackson, Christy, Tommy, and these guys that are just kind of like bulldozing their way through the house. Yeah. And uh, Cliff doesn't have that like maybe kind of clout that say like, you know, this bulldozing mentality. Gotcha. And so he needs that like safety. I, Correct me if I'm wrong here, because you were in the house. I'm only watching on the other side. No, I think, you know, when he made the decision to put up Mickey slash Jackson and Jack, everyone was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Finally, some big moves. Like, let's let's see what happens. But I think, you know, he kind of was taken aback. Like, after he reevaluated his situation, (laughs) he was like, "Ah, I don't know if this is the best for me. Um, He definitely saw it as like, okay, someone needs to take a shot now. But then he still didn't have the numbers. And so I think he kind of backtracked and he found like this little safe spot where he could put me up without too much blood. And he still had the support of some people who would stay in the house. And then at that point, it was just Nick and Sam who were, you know, my number one supporters. Like at that point, he kind of lost Jess and uh, Kat, which is why he said he made that decision. Um, I I see it from his point of view. It sucks so much, but 
even if I was in his situation, I might have probably done the same thing. Actually, no. I would, would not have done, done, done the that. same thing? Okay, so here's, here's what bothered me. was like the, the fact that there was, you know, if at least there could have been a tie vote and Cliff could have been the decider, so I guess it would have been Sam and Nick, of course, and then Jess and Kat and Nicole. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they could have voted to keep you, I know obviously there were the differences uh, that, you, that you had throughout the week, uh, and then Cliff could have been the tiebreaker. That would have caused some serious damage. It also would have made like a very strong two sides of the house. Whereas it's like you got the six shooters and then a bunch of people that are kind of like, like let's try to maybe take out these guys. So I would have loved to, but again, like you said, like Bell's right. Like when you're in the house, it's a completely different sort of mindset. Yeah, and then I mean, speaking of one thing that I do want to talk about, and it's been kind of a discussion in the Big Brother community, but like how the older house guests. They're almost at an immediate disadvantage because I, there's yeah. this group think young, hot, sexy, single, right? Was Cliff at that disadvantage right off the bat as well? Yes. I, I mean, I think reg- every season it's the same ordeal. Yeah. You know, like the older people in the house, they feel like they have this immediate target. And it's true. Like, it's just the natural progression of how this game is played in my mind because it's just we all don't know each other. So what's an easy target? Yeah. Well, most of us are younger and then oh there's this one older person so it's an easy way to be like let's put him up he's not going to be as much of a physical threat yada 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 but um even from day one cliff was like you know what i know why i'm here i know my role like i just want to make it as far as i can um so i, I props to cliff like, he had a good attitude yeah he had a great attitude <laughs> and he's like oh, i'm just gonna play my uh, play my cast role. That's the petroleum engineer brain coming out right, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Very fascinating guy. By the way. Listening to his stories, how he's been to like Qatar and uh, Kuwait, and he's been he's been all over the world. This guy. Uh, I have a uh, this is a question I've always wanted to ask was had Cliff nominated Tommy instead of you, do you think Jack would have gone home? Yeah. Really. So that was what I, I was hoping for. It was like if Tommy was the one putting up because. Honestly, I think it was only Tommy that could have gone up against Jack mm-hmm. where Jack would have gone home. Any other person against Jack, I think he would have rallied the troops and or you know, the six years and everything. But Tommy's just so well liked in the yeah. house. Is Tommy would you say Tommy is playing the best game? Who would you say is playing the best game? Um, I guess to be honest, I think Mickey is actually Really? really this is what I said. I'm getting so much hate on Twitter for this. Mm-hmm. But like but I was saying he's like such an incredible game he, right now. He is really doing well because he's hiding behind Jack and Christy. He's sort of good with Nick and Sam, and I kind of helped that because I was trying to I told him, like, hey, you're good with Nick and Sam, you're good at Nick and Sam. And then also, like, he doesn't have maybe that personal connection with Sis or Tommy or Christy as much, but they don't really want to go after him immediately, Fair. in my opinion. And also, people in the house like don't really think he's gaming. They really just think that Mickey just cooks a lot, eats a lot, and you know he does. And but they don't find him as an immediate threat. Yeah, he won that veto and he was on the block. But it's so funny, like coming outside the house and hearing America's perspective versus being inside the house and judging for yourself and what you hear. So. It, I do think Mickey actually has a really good chance of definitely making it to Final Five. I know wow. that sounds crazy, but him, Tommy, um, based on like watching the live feeds, I would have assumed Sis was in a good spot, but I think but by campaigning for Sam this week, she kind of, uh, you know... Shooting beca- herself in the foot. Yeah, she's shooting herself in the foot. She's becoming an easier target, and she's doing what kind of me and Nick were doing at the beginning, which is just trying to get in with good both sides. Yeah. I, I'm realizing this season the people who are safest are the ones who picked a side and stayed with that side. So, for example, like within the six, six shooters, like 
Tommy has always just been a proponent of like grateful, undeniable, now gotcha. six shooter. So he's never like he's played the likable guy game, but he's never played like let me talk a lot of game. Does that make gotcha, sense? Gotcha. Yeah. And if sometimes the, the people that are just <laughs> likable that talk limited game, it serves them well to get to the second half of the game. Yeah, and. The, like like you just said, there's a beginning game, middle game, end game. Beginning game, you're trying to like make the relationships, which is why, like you said, my you know, giant downfall, America. <laughs> uh, which is like the first week when you got to put someone up. Like if someone doesn't put the dishes back correctly, bam, they're a target. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Middle game, you're like trying to find out, backstab it a little bit, maybe like trying to win that hoh. You might hit the block. And end game, that's where it's at, and that's what that's exactly what you said right there. Is you know. Mickey will go uh, possibly to final five, and then we'll have to see. You. Endgame is pretty much every man for himself, or every yeah. woman for herself. But uh, I, I do like how you like sort of broke that down a little bit because yeah, you do look on Twitter, and Mickey's not getting a lot of love right now. No, he's not. Not a lot. And um, also, actually, I think Holly is in a really good spot too because of her relationship with Cat. Okay. And Cat's grasp on Jessica. So actually, Mickey and Holly, I'm sure, like. One of them is going to be targeted first, but whoever stays is probably probably going to be in a good position throughout the game. Go ahead. I see you have a question. <laughs> There's so many now. questions. Well, like, I feel like I'm jumping over here. No, no, no. So, go, go. Uh, what I've noticed about, uh, what about that was, okay, first of all, massive fan of Jackson. Um, getting absolutely destroyed for it on Twitter. Uh, massive fan of every house guest, and I thought you played an incredible game. I really do. Oh, and I do, uh, I understand totally why you had to do what you had to do with the breaking up the Black Widows from my own personal perspective, uh, which I believe was because you were trying to create more of a stronger bond within uh, the Grateful yeah. Alliance, and you knew that, you know, you were creating an alliance with Kemi, who was already on the block, and uh, who else was in there? It was Jess? Who was the four girls? It was so it was Kemi, Jess, Nicole, and I. So it was four of us. Right, and Kemi's already on the block, and you, you felt like this wasn't going to go anywhere, I'm, from what I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and so you went to just, like, create a stronger bond uh, with Jack. Unfortunately, it blew up in your face. Um, but I, I will say this, I get it. I totally get it. And I even tweeted about it, and uh, I, I did. I, I really do. Um, my question is, do you think Holly deserved, needed to win this HOH? Because, you know, she's in an incredible spot. And I understand, when you're in the house for so yeah. long, morality, like, like just... It, breaks you down slowly when you're not doing anything and I feel like for Holly she's like I want to do something I want to win and I get it but Holly did not need to win this HOH really you don't think so I actually think that her Mickey did need to win because of how the spot that I put them in which I'm happy about because now (laughs) (laughs) you know we want the six shooters to start shooting at each other so by talking to Mickey and Holly and putting doubt in everyone else's mind that they possibly might be working with Nick or Sam, that's good. That's good for like my boys' yeah. game and Nick's game, and hopefully that I feel like that's what brought Christy and Tommy closer to Nick now. So it's like if there's like this turning tide, I do think that Holly kind of needed to win this to kind of just prove to herself she does have some potential but i see what you're saying too because it definitely harmed her because she wasn't on anyone's radar and now she is like she was not going home this week no. if someone if anyone else in the house won true or false oh yes I, true but you you want to win something like when yeah. you're in the game and you're not like you know tommy or chrissy running around it's like yep yeah, yeah like you know mm-hmm. saying different conversations and holly like kept a very under the radar game great game by the way um yeah, it's 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 a tough place to be. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying from the the point of she wasn't going home this week regardless. But I, in my opinion, think she needed to win this HOH 
to kind of actually gain more intel and to stay on the six shooter's side because by being HOH she she made sure that people were still giving her information had she not won HOH and maybe it was like Jack Jack possibly I feel like he would be suspicious of her and Mickey because of the conversations the prior week when I was campaigning to them. Uh, gotcha. See, and these are the things you'll only find out by yeah. talking to Bella Wynn. Directly, yeah. I hope that makes sense to everyone. <laughs> so who, so Holly wins and who are her two noms? It's Nick and Sam. 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 And then, so right now, this will be out when spoilers are already out, but at this point, Nick has won. Nick do we know who the replacement is? Yes. Wait, what? We do know. If you're who? following along on it's the Bluebird site, it is Kat. Which... Can you please explain to me why is it Cat, not Jess? So, um, because Cat is just everyone just wants to bring Cat along in the game because they don't find her as a huge threat. I mean, yes, she she's definitely won, right? she definitely has won. Like she's very like people don't give her enough credit in this game. I think she's playing a great great yeah. game. Um, but when it's Cat versus Sam, there's no way people are going to vote out Cat versus Sam. And with Jess, I think. I see what you're saying, but Jess has, I think if it was between Jess and Sam, like the, clearly the target this week was Nick. Now that yeah. he's gone, who's left Sam? And they don't want to put him up to some next to someone that might be also a potential, you know, person that could be sent home. Could you tell us a bit about Sam? So I'm not sure, you said you've been following a bit on the live feeds. Yeah. And Twitter. Uh, Sam did mention at one point that if he won the video, he'd use it on Nick, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like you know you'd think you'd use the video on yourself and a lot of people on twitter were kind of guessing oh maybe he just wants to go home before a jury and stuff like how do you feel about sam's game right now um i think that when we were all still in the house like me nick and sam kind of discussed like our downfall from the game was actually started from the very beginning it was kind of just by chance based on how the showmances ended up you know sam can't be in a showman obviously he's married he has a great family back home but that left us three versus like strong four like two strong couples so that number just immediately kind of like was shaky when we were thinking about christy and tommy so i think and also sam wanted to be really close to jack at the beginning that didn't really work out to his advantage and then now um he always makes a joke he's like now i'm a bottom feeder if we used to call bottom feeders but not really but he you know he didn't from the beginning none of us thought of aligning with maybe cliff he wasn't like our number one choice like let's yeah. be honest right Fair. um so i think he might be thinking about i think he might think that he had a better chance than nick which is why he was probably using the veto on nick he thought he would have a better chance against someone else in the house but also i do agree that jury does play a big role into it um so his son's birthday is August eighth. Oh, in so this oh, is this is the intel we're looking so, for. So yeah, hot juicy goss right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Bradley. He's turning two. I was planning on um, going to like his birthday. I won't be there that weekend, but I, I'm going to go visit them for sure. But I've been in contact with like all of their families. Like it's great. Yeah. Um, but I that that has to play into it. You know, he loves his family so much. Why waste this summer when he can just go home true and but he also is a big fan of the game so i don't know i'm not sure that's just my decision well i mean that's the, that's the tough part because at this point you're like fuck i'm missing my family i i'm bent backs up against a wall mm-hmm. i don't have the numbers at this point why do i not just fall and be there for my son's birthday or do you think i don't know you know what I, i'm not a father i don't have any kids that i know about and <laughs> i'd like I to say about. that i yeah you know what my mom had seven kids and she loves every single one oh, and uh, yeah 
busy, busy mama. Seven kids, <laughs> Seven eh? Kids, yeah. Interesting. Um, but, but yeah, as a father, you know, you want to be there for your kids. And like, this is a tough time to like be away from them, especially when you said they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, when you're on the show, this is to people that are not on Big Brother. If you ever make it on Big Brother, you'll understand how close of a relationship you connect with the families of yep. both. Like, yeah. I know every single person on my season's uh, ex-girlfriend, who their uh, mm-hmm. sister's uh, husband and their kids are. Like, you all we do is All we do is have time to talk to each yes. other about our personal lives, like who we love, who we hate, like our, our beliefs. And we actually really do all get along. Like, yep. I, the show is... A show at the end of the day we are entertainment it's not fun TV to watch us all get along Fair. you know um, so but I also think that Sam could have been thinking of putting up Nick because he believed in his own game a little bit more like he was so confident about his own game going against someone he could have been doing that because he believed that he could stay and when you get a chance you said you haven't watched the show yet, right? No. When you get a chance to watch, you'll see Sam's DRs of Julie are bloody hilarious. <laughs> like, everything rhymes with Chen. So it's like, we meet again, Julie Chen. Oh, yeah. He would, we practice that. Oh, so, yeah, those are all land. He's, he's, the, he's de- but hands down one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And really? I've, I've been told that he screams a lot in his DRs. Yes. I feel so bad. <laughs> he's oh, going to be so like embarrassed when he hears that but it's just he is like a larger than life character and he has stories for days like you could just go find sam and be like sam tell me a story and he'll just run off and tell you one and it'll make your day so do you think that i mean obviously it's not looking good for sam right now that Mm -hmm. he might go out but do you think that he still could rally for example the jessicas the nicoles like who, who does he need and who could he rally is what the question is he's got four for sure it's that fifth vote that's like if like who are the four though? Nick's uh, Nick, Cliff, Jess, Cat, right? Or uh, Nick, who's on the block right now? It's uh, Sam and Cat, right? Yeah. So Nicole, Cliff, Jess, and Cat. Well, not Cat because Kat. she's on the block. She's on the block. What am I saying? And Jess actually is her. I don't know if you saw, but her and Sam kind of had that fight. Yeah. They don't always get along. Interesting. So yeah. Sam mentioned if he ever won HOH, he would put her up. Ugh, but game-wise, we just need one more from Six Shooters. I this know. could happen. Um, but he would have Sis, yes, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if Sis came to vote for Sam, then she would definitely need to have, need to have like Christy and Tommy on her side. Yes. So Sam would need to win by like definitely a majority to get him to stay. Hmm. Um, but, I mean... You never know, like how I always said, the person who goes home is the person who's the most paranoid. And Kat, we've seen her on the block before. Um, she does go a little bit crazy. She likes to think people are conspiring. Spiring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so you, ne- you never know. And she, she gets upset with Mickey like all, all the time. They have a lot of like, you know, little domestic disputes, which is which could be just beneficial for Sam's game. Like, Fair. even though they don't might not mean anything, but Mickey might just turn around and say, you know what, Kat, you've been super annoying to me, and hey, you're, go- you're going home now. So you never know with this game. Um, yeah. That's why I had hope um, until the very end, because I was like, okay, where's my power? I was, like, digging around in the <laughs> fridge, like, looking for, like, some golden ticket. Um, but you, you never know. It's Big Brother. Um, it might not be the end of Sam's game, but based on, like, the odds now... It does. The chances look slim. It's it sucks because like it's actually best overall. You know we're armchair quarterbacks here. We get to see everything, (laughs) but it's actually best for Nick, Nicole, Cliff, and Jess' game to 
keep Sam. Keep Sam. Oh, yeah. Because that he's a force that could take out one of the six shooters, and he will. Yeah. Uh, but it's unfortunately, you know, they've set them six shooters have set themselves up really well. Yeah, they are like level six all over. Again. Crazy. Mm-hmm. What's, um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh man, so many questions here. Go. You no, go, no, go, go, go. Okay, so this is a Canadian thing. We're like, no, you go first. No, you, you go, go first. first. Yeah, like yeah. I'll go. <laughs> uh, it's just more of a fun question. Yeah. Messiest house guest. Messiest house guest. That's a good one. Um, that is, is a really good one. We had a very clean season. Okay, so really? I do have to say, like, every single morning, like, I don't know if it's just me and I never see it, but Jess makes bacon, like, every morning. <laughs> but then I never watch her clean the bacon tray. Gotcha. So that to me is like messy, but that's really it. Like we're all slobs. I'm a slob. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. literally a slob. Like it's like clip back to any of me like packing my clothes or spoon or splone, whatever the word is across the floor. So strewed. Yeah. It's okay. I, I came out of the house. <laughs> I didn't speak English either. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to pivot into like post life yeah. now. So you're out of the house. Um, there's a lot of controversies going on. Was that shocking to you? Like how did you catch wind of it? Did, like, a friend sit you down, or did you just, like, open up your phone and open some apps, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, my, my best friend came from the East Coast, and she was, like, helping me, like, put my life together, and she kind of, get, I was like, all right, like, give me the rundown, shoot me straight, um, and she was like, this season is bad. I was like, oh, frick. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, it's like going from the house, like, you don't realize, like, you are always scared of like how you're judged by America and like what they're showing and things like that. And so when I came out and I realized like this season was so polarized and then I heard some of the comments being made and how things are being construed. I mean, it was really just like upsetting and disappointing because I feel like we let down a lot of the fans and I feel like maybe also like who we really were, like it wasn't really conveyed the way we wanted things to and it's unfortunate but this is what we signed up for so there's regardless people are going to like you or hate you or whatever um but yeah for sure i was definitely surprised and when i was sitting in the house in that position i like to say that you know all i could think about was my own game i don't i didn't think about targeting anyone i never was my intent you know like and you guys are fellow house guests too. Yeah. You're not like you're not in the game thinking about like oh like let me get at this person. You're like no like how can I win because I want to win Big Brother. I want to win five hundred thousand exactly. yeah. dollars. And like yes. I'm not I'm not there to hurt people. You know when I like if you audition or whatever. Like you're not like oh yeah I'm gonna go in there to like stir things up and like be mean and hateful. Like no yeah. like and at the end of the day I still love all these people in there and regardless of what America thinks and like how people might seem that they're acting towards each other like we all still have to love each other because like we all were in this crazy crazy toxic environment that was also amazing like when in life as you're in your adult life can you just like give up everything people tell you when to eat sleep when to do fun things yeah you get to lay around with people and just like be friends with them and so we have so many great memories and if you watch the live feeds you do get to catch those moments where we had like gratitude circles and we talked about things that we loved and things that made yeah. me happy made us happy so yeah it, it's so unfortunate that like america doesn't that's not the dominant narrative of this season um so but yeah i also feel like we're in this climate especially when it comes to reality tv that people are hunting mm-hmm. hurting looking for something to leech onto that's hateful and they're gonna snowball it i'm not like saying that comments that were okay but i just feel like 
instead of spewing hate, there's a level of education that could happen in social media. And the dialogue isn't like, this is why this is not okay. Yeah. Let me explain why from personal experience. It's just, this person's the devil. This is an awful person. Da, da, da. It's like hateful. It's not from an educational standpoint, I, which is frustrating. My buddy told me after I, I left the show, so, uh, hey, I'm fair. I got a lot of hate on Twitter after the show as well. Um, but, but he said it was like a feeder thing. So like, if you wanted to get a lot of likes, you had to hate on Mark. You have to hate on a certain house guest. Like, Interesting. It, yeah, and it was like it was it was like a, a need, a thirst for people that wanted to get noticed. So if you wrote like, you know, hey, um, I think Mark should be evicted this week. You know that that got you lots of likes. Like, yeah, you know, totally, he should he should get evicted, right? And and, and that's what it is. Is is it, it? People are trying to build. Remember, like people on Twitter that are like writing stuff, like are kind of in their mom's basement and don't have a job. Like, they're just not really doing a whole lot. Well, it's not, it's not even that, but it's like sometimes I think that it's just like the demographics of some of the people who watch this show, like some of them who are a lot younger than I think of people who are on the show. Like, I was really angry when I was a teenager. Like, people True. get angry. Like, yeah. I said a lot of stuff when I was in, you know? Like, I was so involved with that too. And you have to just, like, step back, take perspective, and just be positive about the situation and just be like, okay, well, these people aren't writing the narrative of my day-to-day life. And also, it's just unfair for them to make those rash assumptions when, like, none of us are there to defend ourselves, you know? Fair. Like, I'm here out now, but also, like, only my part is, it's, like, spoken about, like, sometimes with, like, the comments that Jack made and people have brought to my attention. Well, it's like, okay, I will wait for him to, like like say his piece and I, I, I'm there's no reason for me to like drag anyone down when like America is just dragging us all down you know sure. so it's like I'm I'm still there for like my fellow house guests like regardless of who comes out the next few like the, the next episode or next eviction like I'm going to be there for them because like I understand what going through it's like and I'm sure you guys do that's why you guys are here for me and it's amazing yeah like how do you handle the hate like have you seen comments where you're like fuck what like this stings or have you been able to kind of shut it off? Honestly, it's, it's, I don't, I know this sounds so weird, but like, I don't find it like hate. Like I, it doesn't affect me because it's, the hate is basically like people are angry. And I think that I agree. Like you deserve to be angry at me. Like I acted in a way that like wasn't responsible, wasn't respectful. And I'm like, sorry for that. And I do want to hold myself accountable. So now I have thousands of people who will hold myself accountable and like, let's move forward from that. Yeah. Like, why am I going to dwell on things? Like I can't change it. The season's out. I'll watch it when I'm 80 and still be <laughs> remorseful. You know, it's like, oh, okay, but like, I'm not going to live my life based on like people hating me. I, I yeah. like the only thing we can grow from this situation. And with all the house guests that come out is like, okay, so if we did something bad, like let's like watch us become better people. That's yeah, it. That's all I, all I can say about it. We can educate and just hope for the best and positivity always wins. Maybe that's a very naive way of looking at it. It's but. beautiful outside the house, but as Bella said earlier, like inside the house, like the reason like people in on Twitter are always writing like, Oh, you know, this season, I can't believe like that's because they love this season and they want to talk about it. <laughs> if they didn't like the season and everyone was all positive and kumbaya, they'd be like, yeah. Oh, so boring but like oh my god did you hear what this person said or or i can't believe you know this person like outed this person like yeah that's because they're playing big brother and that's Mm -hmm. the point but unfortunately you know you got a lot of angry teenagers yeah (laughs) it's and also like what i definitely learned from playing inside of big brother is like personal and strategy is like there's no difference like people use a like their emotions for their strategy people use personal information for their strategy like nothing is really off limits because it's survival of the freaking fittest like you're not you're just 
doing this because you want to win like there's that that energy and that adrenaline and like that mindset is so different from real life and there's no like family or rational people to calm you down yeah so you're like i'm just right me right like i'm right like let me do this you know it's like and then you have like certain people who like hype you up and me and nick definitely like hyped each other up with our like (laughs) our wrongdoings but it's fine because in real life i'm sure everyone will realize we're normal people (laughs) so speaking of nick i just want to have a girl talk moment oh is like is there butterflies you can't wait to see him like this is you're gonna give it a real shot after yeah i definitely think so like nick is one of the most amazing people like i've ever met and i'm seriously obsessed with him and i i literally did not want to be in a showman's at all and of course that happens to me right like um, (laughs) so i don't know how big brother does it and it's like it's so cringy to watch yeah. us on TV. Also, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of Nella fans out there. Oh my god, yeah. we call ourselves Nisa though. Wait, Nisa? What's yeah. Nisa? So he calls me Isa. Okay. So I S A. So Nick and Isa. So we. Why are you Isa? Um. So like, Isabella. Isabella. Oh, okay. Right. And then cool. like back home, a lot of people call me Bella now, but like only like my mom would call me Isa. So a okay, lot of the people cute. in the house would start calling me Isa. Nick does it, and he. He's like so cute about it. So yeah, and he, ah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with him. I love that. I love like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's nice to see that through this crazy mindfuck of a experience that there there's couples, there's babies now. Like there's really things that happen. People fall in love in this experience. There might definitely be some babies after this season. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because what is this? Three showmances? Like, yeah, three. there would have been four with. Uh, Kat and David. I was pushing for that. You, were going, you really think that they would have... What happened there? No, she, I mean, she's been saving herself for Brett for God knows how long. Yes, God but yeah. she's like, she's so funny. I, I really love Kat. She's hilarious. But David, I think, like, they definitely had like a really, really great friendship and if he was given more time in the house, you know, like me and Nick, like just by being in the house longer, yeah. you, you never know what could happen. Um, but they seem like they were great friends and I just like wanted another showman. So I thought that would yeah. be fun. <laughs> um, can you just talk about that for a second? So let's just say, cause it was the first four that were evicted that got to live in the house and then battle in this competition. Are you happy you went out the way that you did or would you have wanted to <laughs> live in the house and then, possibly lose and then get evicted does that make sense um so like what i have wanted to be like in camp comeback and like stay as part of yeah camp like comeback. living in the house but knowing that there's like kind of no point like there's a one in four shot that mm-hmm. i could even stay you know i i think it's like with a lot of the comments of like oh well like a lot of the house guests were like ostracized and people didn't want to talk to them and things like that Honestly, this is the first year that they've done anything like him come back. Yeah. I kind of think that this would have happened. Like this is this was going to happen. Like this was bound to happen. They didn't have any previous seasons to compare it to, but like here you have four people who may or may not be in the game. Like are you going to risk your own game by like continuously talking about them and then be seen as like being part of that group and it's like True. a lot of people were like we only have so much energy anyway and so much we're already dealing with so much paranoia and I think that if I had been part of Camp Comeback 2 it would have been hard for anyone because it's like I don't know I wouldn't have expected people to talk game to me either you know what I mean like just being in that spot like who's gonna risk the energy and like build all these like alliances with you if you're not going to be here in two weeks like and we know that what like three of you are definitely not going to be here 
So I think that put them in a really hard spot, and I felt for David so. Watching it was it was it was a bit sad. It was like you know, hey, we've all agreed as a house that we're not going to talk game with Camp Comeback, but who came up with that rule? Uh, well, we, we, we you know what to say. We already know, right? But, but that's, that's Wait, that was who, my I, who did Jack. Jack. Yeah. Jack. Okay, <laughs> it was Jack. Right. First he really is sleep. running that Jeez, house. But my problem is like, why do we have to listen to Jack? Because yeah. he's got he. What I've noticed about Jack and Jackson. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes, you know, a lot of the things they say slash do, I, I can't agree with in, in personal life, but this is a game. They're kind of like, you know, people seem to be attracted to that power. and Like, they're, they're running to them. And like, yeah. you know, Cat uh, and Holly and, and, and Sis, you know, they, like, yeah, they seem to be annoyed by them. But like, they'll still want to, uh, uh, like, you know, be close to Jack yeah. Jackson, which, props, by the way, you played a very strong game. And uh, you were very okay with, uh, you know, marching to the beat of your own drum. I, uh, with Jack and Jackson, I think how Big Brother, like, the natural, like, totem pole is just they're such strong alphas in their own life and like in my own life like I'm a very like alpha personality I know I'm so aggressive and I'm very dominant like even from day one like within 30 minutes we had like a final three we had like goon squad and I literally told them I know you two have your own final two as long as I'm the final girl standing in this house I don't care what you do like I wasn't naive about it and I just like would call Jack out I I talked to him in the storage room. I was like, I literally don't trust you. Like, I just don't trust oh. you. And I, like, I would Getting call Getting kiki vibes right here. <laughs> but just because, like, Jack is, he, you know, he has that energy that people, like, you know, they think that they'll either, that he has a, a authoritative, an authoritative, whatever that yeah. word. An authoritative figure. Yeah, and he's, like, that personality. And a strong presence in the room. People seem to be like, oh, maybe yeah. I don't like you, but I want to talk to mm-hmm. you. And I think also that's why me and Kemi just, like, we're like, ugh, you're full of it. Like, you know, because we yeah. kind of, we both, too, are very, like, strong and independent. And it, not saying that the other girls are, but, like, we weren't phased by that as much. And I think that even when he sh- he called that, like, the house meeting a lot of us were in the back of our minds are like i mean i rolled my eyes i was like this is so unnecessary but there's a lot of other people that are like oh yeah that like makes a lot of sense so like let's follow through and at that point you still want to be part of the majority yeah. you know what i mean so you're always like peeling on this like okay do i like speak up for what i think is right but then i risk my game and i worked so hard do you know how many thousands <laughs> of people want to be on big brother yeah. and like yeah, like yes, you have to stick to your morals and you have to play an honest game and you have to be a great person, but you also like have to win. So like, yeah. how are you gonna balance that out? What? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, uh, let's be real. To be honest, and it's like, no, no, you gotta lie. Well, you gotta that, cheat, you gotta that, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't really get me that far, and I, I'm I'm real with that, and I understand that. But yeah, it's there's a lot of and Christy too. She has a really strong personality, and she's really like. I thought I was like the anti-emotional one, but then I was crying all the time. But she's so expressive and she knows how to like get people to like talk about manifesting and feelings and people like really like feel what she says. And I think that's why she's playing such a great social game because people are just like, oh, like they want to listen to her. Yeah, they really do. And I think and then with her and Jack, it's just like, well, you know, that's set in stone. Now I'm just going to figure out what they want and do what they want. Huh. Okay, so if, this is my last question game-wise, but so let's say Cliff didn't win the com- 
come back, right? Yeah. Who out of the four would you have been the safest with coming back in? Um, the last four would I think it was Tommy when it was between. No, 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 to come back in. Come back. Like oh, think about come back. yeah, oh, like I'm so sorry. out of the four, you know, Cliff was obviously resulted in you going home. Yeah. Who would you have felt the safest with coming back? David. In? David's David? my man. Like okay. I love David. He is a great person. I think cool. he played like the best game that he could given the cards that he was 100%. dealt and uh, yeah i love david and i actually talked to him the other day we catch up and we talk about the game and stuff but he i mean he he worked hard to be there you know and yeah. i think he was always keeping himself in the right mindset and he was trying to just like learn he was just trying to like be not in his place but just like absorbing everything so that he can plan for what could happen once he came back like he didn't do anything crazy and i don't know he was a great presence in the house and i think me and nick really really liked him and we got along with him and we really wanted him to come back because we know we knew he was going to like stir some stuff up Uh, i would have loved that perfect world scenario uh your boy nick does not leave the house next week and wins hoh so you don't get to see him for a while sam uh uh, no, Nick. We're talking Nick here. Oh. Uh, so let's say Nick does win HOH next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, who does he put up? Realistically, who do you think he's putting up? And who's he backdooring if he has to? So realistically, I think he will put up Jess and possibly Sis. I think he'll try to choose one from each side. I'm just saying that right now. It might change my mind in like three seconds. But, <laughs> um, uh, it's all good. I know that feeling. Just yeah. because, Jess, I think for him is easy because both sides will not be mad at that situation. He is really good with uh, Cliff and Nicole. So he's, gotcha. I don't think he's going to yeah. put either of them up just because he still has to think about his long-term game. Jess seems like an easy go-to. And then he might put up Sis as a pawn or Cat as a pawn. So I think he's going to put up two girls. Um... I don't think he's going to take a shot at Jack or Jackson yet. And if he does, Chrissy's power is still in play. She doesn't really have much to True. lose. It's the final week of that power, though, right? Yeah. like Because here's the thing. If you want to actually evict one of the Jacks, you can't put them both up. It's, you have to backdoor. You have to backdoor one. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do with Adam and Dane. And it just it didn't work. Yeah. And then obviously the whole like country gets mad at you. But... Uh, you, you know, you have to, you, like, putting up Jack and Jackson is a very risky move. Yeah, and I don't, like, obviously I would love if he could backdoor <laughs> Jack, but um, based on, like, reading the feeds it all, and, like, the conversations that they're having right now, it doesn't make sense for Nick because he's still not going to have the votes. Because Jack has really, like, for some reason captured Jess to his side, and really? I just, like, don't understand that. Um, but that's fine. And I think, like, he's, like, still okay enough with Cat, like... Jack, I don't think would like he would survive being backdoored. Mickey, because like of Holly and Cat, I think he would also survive being backdoored. Really? Yeah. So I that's don't. That's it. That's it. They're, they're positioning the house as crazy mm-hmm. strong as they are. It, we have a chance to like go do our normal life, step back from the game, come back. Like it makes sense strategically, get rid of Jack or, or Mickey. But they've set themselves up, like you said, no. so well. Yeah, they're really because it's. And honestly, like, everyone makes fun of, like, showmances. Showmances can really, really determine a game. Like, no, they run the game. The, I, yeah. Showmances run every okay. season. Okay. His season of showmance one? Ran, yeah. yeah. So they run and, it. And it's, like, if me and Nick, like, at the beginning, we thought we were part of the, the 
um, the alliance and we had all the showmans together. That would have honestly probably worked. But even when Grateful was made and Jack came up to me, he's like, hey, you're in this alliance called Grateful. I was like, it's too big. Like, yeah, eight is way too big. Too big. That's what we all think. Yeah, like, eight is like, let's I, look at the whole house in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was telling me, like, oh, well, no, Sis and Tommy are on the outside. Like, Chrissy's okay with that. I was like, okay, well, get Chrissy to tell me that because I want to make sure and confirm. But then I was like, thinking too far ahead, yada, yada, yada. Um, but showmances, if me and Nick, like, had paired with, say, David never went to banishment and he was here, and for some reason him and Kat ended up being together, and if it was, like, like four versus four, oh, that, would um, cool. that would have been yeah. really interesting, because I think we would have had more of a chance, but also Jack and Jackson are the bros, so they were always, they were going to stick together no matter what, you know, so it's... It, it's just so it's tough yeah but it's, that's my favorite part is like what it could have should have and like seeing a game play out differently than it could have mm-hmm. it's like just all those variables it's a mind fuck you know and let's say you do have the chance to uh, go back into the house I mean obviously it's Probably you've watched a little, you've watched too much <laughs> yeah. you know too much I what know happening. too much uh, like, let's say you had one at HOH who were you putting up I mean you and Nick good would question. probably have a good conversation about you know what's best for both of your games yeah what's sort of so like so the your... one where Cliff won right yeah let's say you had won that one yeah I thought I was gonna go in <laughs> nope <laughs> round two you're out um I I would have still made a big move. You would have. Mm-hmm. Would you have gone after the Jacks? Yeah, I think I would have nominated both or gone for the back door so that guarantee one of them goes home. Um, I would have nominated both and either, and I would have backdoored Christy. Interesting. This is what That's I was saying the whole time. I was like, why don't they put up Christy? Because then yeah. at least Christy goes home, but the two Jacks are after you, and then they can all rally and say you're going out next. Because yeah. being part in the game, how. I mean, Nick and Sam viewed it. Christy and Tommy were always that swayed vote. So if we could get one of them out, then Tommy would have to pick a side. And at least it would be more clear lines drawn and you can kind of just play it better week by week. Um, So, yeah, I would have definitely loved to better Christy. Speaking of, can I have one more question? Who do you think Nick is going to take to final two? Wow, that's like such a great question. That's a good question. I want to know, because there's like the game answer, then there's the personal answer, then of course there's the fella answer. It's, it's, this is a really great question, because it's like also who do I think is going to be final three, so yes. it's like kind of Ooh, a two cool. in one. Yeah. Um, so based on like Nick, I know his mentality of who he thinks he could, like, I think that that's so hard because it's like then we already know who's about to be in jury too so I have True. to base it on the Huskets who are in there and Nick is definitely not in the greatest spot um, for some reason you've just made it to final three um, that was it because Jess is the perfect person to yeah, take yeah she she would have Guaranteed. to be she would have to be taken I know I said that he would put her up but then he also probably would think okay because Christy be has all those relationships too um, but I actually think if he went up against Christy, I think he could win. Huh. So because I think yeah. because I think Christy and Mickey don't really see eye to eye always, and I think that Mickey would be a vote for Nick if it came down to it. Um, but and like Cliff and Nicole, I think would vote for Nick as well. Yes, yes. I are. also think Nick could definitely beat Sis, so I definitely think he'd yes. probably take her with him. I don't know if he could beat Tommy at this point yet. Probably not. And yeah. But also, like, there's still so many competitions to True. be won. And he just won his HOH. He just won another veto. He's been he's gunning for another 
HOH versus Tommy, who's not really trying to make any big moves. So based on that kind of logic, you know, I think he would try to appeal to people's like, all right, well, who had the best gameplay? Um, and he's a beast. And yeah. he's got 30 points in the pool right now. He's, sure, uh, he's yeah. in the top of the pool. We got our little uh, Big Brother pool going on. Yeah, so... Well, I just thought of this. Do you, do you think majority of the House is going to be a bitter jury? Do you think they're going to vote on game, or do you think they're going to vote on the way that they were treated? I definitely think that they're probably... They're going... It's going to be a popularity contest. Yes. Really? I agree. Yeah. Because <laughs> the people who are left are not... They No one made giant gameplays. You know what I mean? Like, let's look at the jury. Like, they when they had a chance to get rid of Jack, they didn't. So, that means that they are going by, like, what they feel safe doing. What yeah. they think will make them well-liked. And so, unfortunately for Nick, it's going to be a fight. And hopefully he can think about that, actually. I, yeah. I, but I, you know what? I also... I doubt he's thinking that far. Which actually makes me scared now because he probably would put up Jess. But you do want to see Nick and Jess in a final two. Oh, 100%. This cool. is exactly what I was telling my friend the other day. I was like, Jess is the perfect person to keep in this game. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. for her right now, any person beats out Jess in a final two. Personal thoughts. Um, but that being said, lots of game left to play. We don't yeah. know. Maybe Jess will pull off some big yeah. moves later. Yeah, I think that she has been playing actually a really good game. She's been playing it really safe and trying to stay under the radar. And she never likes to drop names. And, you know, she doesn't... Well, from my point of view, she that's her, you know, that's her thing, that she doesn't drop names when we you know she does. But, um, you know, like, her image in front of people is just, like, she's not really a sway vote. Everyone assumes she's going to be a vote for the majority, um, so they'll probably want to keep her until they can't. But then at the same time, when the six shooters start going after each other, they also want to keep Jess. So everyone kind of wants to keep Jess at this point. Is Jess going to just win BB21? Maybe Jess. <laughs> so coming in a solid second place. Unless, of course, you know, she starts winning his victory or yeah. something happens. But yeah, like, she's playing a very good, safe game. And as a strategy point, keeping Jess is incredibly good here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I'm sure we can talk about this, honestly, for hours. But let's just do a quick sign-off. Anything you want to leave our listeners with? Um, just that, you know, like, be kind to each other. And Big Brother is such an amazing family. I'm so blessed to have been part of the game. I know, like, BB Canada, shout out to you guys. Like, everyone is, like, like so great. And I just love this game. Like, I know people are like, oh, well, like, you didn't really watch the previous seasons. And I, I all I have to say is that I didn't know it existed. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't blame me. I really tried. I gave it my all. Um, I didn't have the best gameplay, but I had a lot of fun in Big Brother, and I would recommend that everyone has to go and try to experience it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, go addition. Where can people insta-stalk you and follow you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. So, my Twitter is Bella Wang, B-E-L-L-A-W-A-N-G-21, and then I just changed my IG. Um, it's I-S-A underscore Bella, B-E-L-L-A-W-A-N-G. Beautiful. So it's, yeah, Isa underscore Bella Way. Awesome. And then you can follow Mark at? Uh, MarkBBCan7 and a short story about Mark on Instagram. Awesome. And then you can follow at This Is Thirst. Thirst is with the Y. You can go to thirst.ca. We do recaps. We mostly cover Real Housewives and Drag Race, but we love Big Brother <laughs> that we're obviously covering it exclusively this season. Uh, thank you all for listening. And just be nice to each other on the internet. It's simple. But stick around, I chat with the Eliminated team from the Amazing Race Canada right after this. Congrats on making it on the Amazing Race Canada. How are you doing? So let's go all the way back. How did you first start preparing for the race when you heard that you were going to be on? 
started hitting the gym. (laughs) We, uh, I mean, we definitely both exercise relatively frequently, but like, I don't think that like coming out of the show, there's not much that you can actually prepare. Like um, we always say that we've had our whole lives to prepare for it, for it from a standpoint of being, you know, twins and working together and, and being sisters and best friends and, and living together. So we think we thought that we had a uh, a bit of a competitive advantage going in, so that was pretty much yeah. again twenty five years of preparation. We've been practicing since the womb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. Okay. So one of our favorite parts when watching The Amazing Race Canada is like seeing our beautiful country on screen. Was there a moment along the race that you were like, "Damn, I am proud to be Canadian." Totally. I think um, uh, it's Megan here for me specifically. I think. Um, you know, people go across the country, like, you know, the average person doesn't get to see West East Coast, but up north in particular is, is somewhere that I think a lot of people would love to go to, but just don't have the opportunity to do it. To do it. So being up in Yellowknife, when I was diving under three feet of ice in the <laughs> deepest lake of North America, I would say that was definitely the highlight of the entire uh, show for me. Um, and just to, just yeah, I, again, we, when... When we found out that it was just in Canada, you know, a lot of a lot of the racers, we could hear the kind of like sighs going around. But we were honestly so stoked to explore more of our country because, like you said, it is so beautiful, and we are so lucky to live in Canada. Yeah, I kind of like seeing you get to see more of Canada, which is exciting for me personally. Uh, so I like that it was just in Canada this year. Totally. Is. Okay, so let's just live in a fantasy world right now. You guys are running this leg of the race and you come up to U-turn. You're the first people that have the opportunity to U-turn. Who would you U-turn? I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, from a standpoint of, like, not trying to make enemies, um, I don't know. If, if you're first place, you likely don't need to U-turn somebody unless they are a huge threat. So I think maybe the exception would be Dave and Arena, um, but I don't see ourselves you two you turning any other team. We're too Canadian. We're too Canadian. We're too East we're Coast. We're from the East Coast. <laughs> fair enough. Fair a enough. A couple nice East Coast girls, you know. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so if you had to rank these three, which one is the most daunting on the race, and which one is kind of the easiest to maneuver? It's exhaustion, stress, and luck. The challenges or the teams? No, no like the overall race. I would say okay. for us, stress would be the first, and then luck, and then exhaustion. Yeah. I think all three are pretty even, but the other thing, I don't know. I think luck, I think it's like, it's a, there's a lot it. of luck. Honestly, like, I was surprised to realize how much luck there was, because, you know, in Yellow Knife, the last episode, episode four, we came second which, you know, typically that means we have an advantage. But what happened with this episode is it was a clean slate. So there was no advantage for the first or second team. And then, you know, it was a cab, a cab rat race to the the cliff bar sign up to get on the planes. And then we ultimately ended up being on the fourth plane, which put us, you know, far, far at a disadvantage. Um, But yeah, I see, I see luck and luck and stress is, I don't know. I think they're tied, all of them. Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, totally. It's hard to answer that question. I'd say stress, luck, and exhaustion. Though. Yeah, yeah, stress, luck, luck, and exhaustion. Yeah. Okay, fair. Um, yeah. Okay, so one of the best parts is obviously getting to rewatch it because you get to see the other teams uh, navigate the race. What team kind of surprised you the most watching it back? 
Hmm. For me personally, I think Arthur Panesh. They in in like I think the first or second leg, mostly the first leg, um, they came like far back in the pack, and then they made a comeback and they stayed they stayed up there throughout throughout the show and uh, they did a really really great job. So I would say them probably. Yeah. Who would you say? Yeah, for sure. I'd say Arthur Panesh. Like they have truly the underdogs. Yeah, fair enough, because they were at the back of the pack at the beginning of the race, and now they have really are at the front. Yeah. And, like, obviously not, like, up to this point of the episode, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what type of challenge would have helped you guys kind of get some momentum and take over the race in this specific leg? Like, what's a skill of yours that you're like, ooh, we could have killed this? Honestly, the entire, that entire leg and Yellowknife were very adventurous and like very physical and like a lot of heights and a lot of like typical fear. Like it was a lot of like, it was a lot of um, fear-based adventure challenges the last two episodes. And that's what we're obsessed with. Like we'll both be the first people to tell you that we're afraid of heights. But when it comes to like adventure junkies, for some reason, like, we kind of are like secretly obsessed with it. So diving under the ice and like, you know, Sarah was crying, Arthur was crying. Like Marie and I grew up on the East Coast. You know, we hike and we swim and we do all the things and we love being out in nature. So I think anything that was around that, we excelled in for sure. Like even the kayaking I can think of. Um, but it was just with the clams, like it was just bad luck, you know, like no one could find them. And we yeah. were actually really enjoying ourselves up until the point that it was like, oh shit, people are starting to take penalties. We need to kind of make a game time decision. And yeah, we were exhausted, but we would have been fine to dig some more. Yeah. It was more so there's, you know, two other teams left. One of, one of the other teams has an express pass. We need to make a decision right now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I do, I, do, I do feel like anything outdoors, anything physical, anything adrenaline related, we, we excelled at. So, yeah. yeah, fair. And I do think that you guys using the penalty was more so a strategy at that point. I think the the first two teams that kind of take a penalty, in my opinion, it's like the cop out. Um, yeah, and it's like totally. Quitting, but yours was a strategic decision, so I respected it 100%. It felt, yeah, it felt like a strategic decision because one team had an express pass and the other team had already found two of these butter clams, and we were there for hours and found none. Yeah, so we were like, you know what? It's now or never. It's a huge risk, but let's just see it play out. But I mean, the other thing too, like back to luck, is like James lived in that area for like a year or whatever and he knew so like you know if james maybe didn't know that area and had to go in the cave and arthur and sinesh had to go in the cave it could have been a different story because marie was in and out of the cave very quickly so again it comes it comes down to luck for sure 100 percent um so let's just talk about the daunting moment of the elimination were you happy to have the other teams around you or which did you want that moment alone yeah, no, it was amazing. See, I don't know if they talk about the next episode or not, but I, I don't think that they will. But um, our mom passed away when we were 14. So basically everything that we do is in honor of her. And we have these uh, headbands that say do it for Jonesy because her last name is Jones. And um, we wore them on our backpacks for the whole for the whole race. And we had this like tight kind of pack with the moms, um, not like strategically in terms of like competing together or whatever, but more so just like we love them. We love moms. You know, we flock to moms and they really miss their kids. Uh, and so we kind of made this pack like 
if we vote, if we all make it to Mother's Day, we'll do kind of like a little lunch or something cute like that. Anyway, so when we got eliminated, uh, we were on the mat with everyone and the moms were there and we took off our bandanas and we gave them to the moms. And it was very Aww. special. And then they put them on their backpacks and they raced with them. So it's, it's, it was our way of like continuing on our mom's legacy in a way. Yeah. Which was very and, special. And being on the mat with other people, I think definitely in a way makes it overwhelming, but at the same time makes it more memorable. Um, you know, having other teams be upset or cry or whatever, seeing us leave. And, and yeah, John said, you know, that was one of the first times he's ever seen other teams cry watching another team leave. So that meant a lot to us. Um, so yeah, it was it was super special. Yeah. Oh, I wish we got to see that moment. That's so magical. I love that. I know. What a great yeah. story. Okay, so what's one piece of advice you would give to future racers? We, wait, I got this question earlier, but um, I would say, in like aside from strategic advice or any of that kind of stuff, um, clearly we didn't win, so here we are. <laughs> Don't uh, I would say my biggest piece of advice would be to slow down mentally and just like enjoy enjoy the moment because there there were times that you know we were in yellow knife like on a plane gliding over this lake and you know we were up in revelstoke in the mountains and then we were like you know just all the like even clam digging marie marie looked at me and it was two hours in it was like look up and i was like oh shit there's mountains like you know like you don't realize how beautiful it is and it's such a privilege to be on the show but it's like you have race brain where you're just, you know, you're, you're competing for a huge sum of money. There's a bunch of people. It's very stressful and you kind of lose sight of how incredible the journey is. Um, and so to slow down and just take it in. in and, a certain and not to say take it in in all moments because yeah. you, you really truly physically and mentally and emotionally can't because yeah. you, you are racing and that's why you're there, but to pause in times where you can and just really reflect and, and absorb that moment. That would be for sure the number one piece of advice both of us would give. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, I'm sure it's easier said than done, but just even taking those small moments to really soak it all in. Yeah. So talk to me about being a part of one of the most diverse casts on reality TV right now and what that really meant to you. We were really, really excited. Um, it was funny, like we got, when we were in sequester to see everybody, uh, we were really excited to see how diverse the cast was because I think it's a true representation of the country and I think it says it says a lot about media you know like if if there are more people of color if there are more queer people if there are more people with disabilities if there are more people in general that are presented in media in a normal you know compelling way like that's the goal and for us you know we have a video production company and and we strive to create compelling content to tell those stories about social and environmental issues um and we're obsessed with it and uh it it has a lot of power so to see you know season seven be this diverse um it's really amazing yeah and those stories are the ones that need to be told right so over and over again we work a lot with marginalized groups um, and minorities in general and we're more and more trying to bring those voices to life because sometimes they don't have the means to do it themselves and you know just seeing the cast it's just a, a true reflection of that and yeah, that was super important to us. Yeah. And the last thing that I did say on the episode was it's a for us it was always about connection. It was about winning for sure, but it's truly about connection. Like if you're if, if we can impact like we used to speak to schools about unlearning homophobic language and all that kind of stuff. And if you can impact like one young queer person that's afraid to come out of the closet or like some kid that's like 
you know, their parent has cancer or anything that like our, in terms of our, I'm specifically speaking upon our story. Um, if you can kind of inspire, you know, one young person in a, in a compelling way, like you've done, you've done the job. So for us, it was about connection, connection with the viewers, connection with each other, connection with the racers, but also connection with the production team. They were fabulous. Awesome. Well, that's so great to hear. I'm excited. You guys sound like you're in good spirits. So congrats yeah. again on making it on the race. And um, I'm Amazing. excited to see what you guys do next. Thank well, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're not doing so already, follow us at This Is Thirst. Thirst is with a Y. And if you're on iTunes, please write a review. Give us five stars. We live in a world where numbers matter. So show us some love. Next week, we are going to be back with our regular Housewives Roundtable podcast. And then once again, we'll be doing a bonus Big Brother 21 in the Amazing Race Canada episode. So we will chat next week. Bye.